Alright, welcome to TimeSmith where I help you kill distractions, get through and manage your email and chat, get one main thing done a day, and do it all with just a daily routine so you can be clear, you can be productive, and you can feel done at the end of every day. Today we're going to be talking about micro-commitments as I've coined it. Uh, this is where, as I say, 80% of your stress comes from during the day. And that's because uh, you're making a bunch of commitments with yourself that you can't possibly keep. So we're going to be talking about that more. And um, before we get started, just wanted to let you know of uh, a free gift that I have for you. It is my two hours back a day, two page guide. You can find it at timesmith.work forward slash guide. All right, let's get started. So I want to help you understand what micro commitments are. I think this was probably in David Allen's Getting Things Done book, which is an amazing book, um, and kind of laid a framework for day-to-day -day managing of tasks and communication and things. Um, I would recommend it highly. What I've done is kind of done the 2020 version where I've uh, boiled it down to a lot easier way to think through that, to do it using a daily routine and just um, taking out some of the parts that don't really need make sense anymore. Now that we don't have paper we have to carry around with us, um, we can kind of organize things right away and uh, a lot of other things like that. So I so definitely still check out the power routine that I have and you'll see it all in the guide. Um, but GTD is like an awesome book. It's uh, getting things done by David Allen. Anyways, I think that's where I probably uh, heard this, but every time you create a commitment or you make a little promise to yourself or a little commitment um, that you can't keep, you get stressed. This is why, um, like when you have a giant task list, it just causes stress because you know, you say, I just need to get to all of that. And then you just know that you can't. Um, where reality doesn't meet what you're promising yourself. One little example that I've thought about is like uh, spring break is coming up for us. And let's say I had a neighbor ask if he could take my their trash out uh, while he was gone on spring break. Um, that's fine. I'm happy to help with that. Um, more than happy. But to me, that would, without what I use now, which is reminders on my phone, to uh, put a reminder Wednesday night to also take out my neighbor's trash. Without that though, I would kind of just be hoping to remember. And that would cause stress because I know that if I try to hold on every day, I need to remember it's tonight, tonight, I, there's something I need to remember. What is it? Oh yeah, I need to, need to take out uh, my neighbor's trash. And then I would just be afraid that I was gonna forget it. So when whenever uh, you make a commitment that you possibly could forget, or whenever you make a commitment that's too large than you know you can do, um, that that is a, a micro commitment that you that will cause you stress. It'll cause you stress to like have to try to remember that or to uh, try to do something that you know you can't possibly do. Um, now this is maybe even okay in small doses, though I hate it even in small doses. My wife and I are laying in bed at night and one of us asks the other person to do something. We just groan and say, oh, there's no way for me to write this down. Like, can you ask me in the morning? Because we're so used to anytime something's asked of us, 
um, easily writing it down on our task list using our phone or um, just making a reminder um, for the time that we need to do something or be somewhere um, using Siri. But so even like one of these things stresses me out a lot now. I think that's because I'm so used to not being stressed by them that I kind of feel it more when I um, am making a commitment that I might not be able to keep. Um, but um, so maybe you have these in small doses, but the thing is that, and I'll, I'll go through the six things here that um, the six main areas where you can make these commitments and how to fix it. Uh, that'll kind of paint this picture a little bit more, but I think that as office workers, uh, computer workers behind a screen, we have constant micro commitments we're making to ourselves all day long, every day. And so that's why I say 80% of your stress, because if you can rein that in and a daily routine, I always like to say that there's a lot in my power routine behind the hood, under the hood that you might not see. One of them is that you're making a commitment to yourself that you can keep each day. And so that takes away that stress. Um, but there's so many little commitments we're making all day. So without further ado, let's get into the six main areas that you are making micro commitments in and how to stop it, fix it so that you don't have that underlying constant stress uh, at the best and complete overwhelm at the worst. All right, number one and the biggest one, um, at least the most frequent maybe, email. Uh, you likely, if you're like the average office worker, you allow email to interrupt you. Hopefully you don't do that anymore. If you still do, watch episode two where I talk about TaskWatch. Um, but if you, even if you have it to where email isn't interrupting you all the time, you're probably still checking it more than you should. I recommend getting through it all one time and then uh, checking just a couple more times for emergencies. But most of, uh, most of American workers, most people, they are looking at email all the time. And what happens is they look at it kind of for that dopamine hit that comes with uh, kind of like the casino machines where it's like you could win, you could win. Could there be something It's the same with social media? Could there be something new? Could there be that brings you back over and over? It's the same with email. So you look at email and then you decide uh, to reply to one thing real quick. But then another thing you see is like, oh, that's that's too big for right now. I'm trying to get this task done. So you skip it. Maybe mark it as run red. Uh, t go on. There's another thing in your email you need to get back to, but you'll get back to it at the end of the day, et cetera, et cetera. And so maybe you mark some things as unread, or maybe you just try to remember that you need to get back to that thing. Um, but the problem is that, again, if you're like the average person, um, you have 1,200 unread emails in your inbox. Uh, and I feel like that number is low for a lot of us. So what happens? By the end of the day, you know that there's things that you needed to look at, and you probably just give up, and just your email just grows and grows, and you never get back to it. So instead of throughout the day checking your email and then kind of getting back to it, telling yourself you'll get back to it, but then maybe not really and letting things slip through the cracks and that stress that causes from telling yourself you'll get back to it, but you don't have a track record of actually getting back to everything. And so that just causes stress every time you do that all day long. Instead, 
All you have to do is check your email and get through all of it, make a decision on all of it. I think episode like four or something, I talked through how to get through your email. It's also in my free guide. Um, but get through all your email one time a day and then keep it to where you only check it maybe once or twice more during the day just for emergencies, but not to need to reply to anything because you know you're gonna get back to it during your daily routine. You're gonna get back to it first thing tomorrow. If you do that, then you are not saying, oh, I'll get back to it, I'll remember, oh, I'll do this thing, but not really do any of that stuff and just have this stress that you're like swimming upstream. Number two is chat. <clears throat> it's not as bad because actually it's worse in a lot of ways. Chat is more effective because it interrupts us more effectively and so people get back to it quicker. And so a lot of people's chat management is just to get back to everything constantly. And if you ever want to like get your job done that you actually are paid to do, like any, if you have any sort of tasks to do research, um, finding solutions, any like coding, whatever the, whatever writing, whatever you're actually doing, you have to turn off notifications for chat, allow urgent chats to come through. Um, so you can turn off all your notifications except for urgent in the settings, I believe. So you're getting back to it constantly. So really you have less micro commitments because with chat, you're, you're not saying, oh, I'll get back to that or whatever. A lot of times you're getting it back to it right away. So there's, it's not as bad, but it's worse in the sense that you're like letting it run your day uh, and you're causing more chats for other people by replying to them. So again, do your daily routine with chats, get through chats. Uh, first thing with your daily routine when you process, get through with them again, maybe at lunch, um, and then get through them again, potentially before you go home, but uh, don't let them run your day. And when you do decide to look at chat, um, don't just like play roulette or whatever at the casinos, actually go to it, get everything done, and don't just be looking for a dopamine hit just because you're bored. Instead, make a commitment of when you're gonna go to chat get through it all, and then know that you're gonna to get to um, the rest tomorrow. All right, conversations. So conversations, you might have something that you agreed to do, like uh, my neighbor's scenario with um, needing to um, take the trash out for them this week. So lots of things and conversations that you might do. This is a little bit different than meetings. I'm thinking more conversations is like, you pass somebody in the hall uh, or you're at the water cooler or whatever. Um, for that, you can just pull out your phone and put it in whatever list it should go in. So if it's a task, put it there. If it's something you're reminded to wait on that you're wanting to follow up with or waiting on somebody for, put on your waiting list. And if it's something to bring up in a meeting, put it on your meeting list. Um, if it's an email to send um, or a chat or whatever, you can put that in your task list too. Next list, task list or you can just send that email quick or chat quick, whatever you wanna do. A lot of, um, that's what I'll usually do, those sorts of things for work conversations. If it's like personal conversation um, or something I just remember, need, need to remember, I'll use Siri to just remind me at a certain time. I'm working on that because I end up having a decent amount of reminders that I just hate having on my phone all the time coming up and popping up. So I'd like to just like, check my phone for everything about my son, you know, when I'm putting, uh, helping him get down for bed so I can like discuss anything like that with him or, um, 
you know, if it's a meeting with my wife, having that more regularly, so I can just put a meeting list instead of saying, remind my, remind me to talk to my wife about this every night or whatever. Um, but I use app, I use reminders on my phone and I'm working on getting uh, lists, like kind of like meeting lists for the different people. But if it's something um, where you can use a reminder on your app, uh, on your phone, feel free to do that. Number four, um, meetings. So a lot of times we have stuff to do from meetings and I've just gotten to the point where I just, maybe it's just my personality type, but I just take notes during meetings. Or like if I'm even getting coffee with somebody, I literally will just have my phone out with a note open. My phone doesn't turn off unless I like click it to turn off and I'll just take notes as we go and I'll put it face up <clears throat> on the counter so that they can see I'm like taking notes and not texting somebody or whatever. Um, during like any meeting, as soon as something comes up that I know I'm gonna wanna remember, I bring out a, I open notepad and just throw some notes down and then I don't save it until I process those notes. So what you do after a meeting is just do the same thing as I walk you through. So with meetings, a lot of times, you know, you can say you'll do this or you talk about a lot of stuff and those can be micro commitments because you're kind of saying you'll do stuff during the meeting, but then everybody kind of forgets what everybody's going to do. So at the end, it's always good to just remind, you know, state what you're going to do or what others are going to do. But even more important, I'd say just take those notes of the things that you said you'd do, maybe put a little star or asterisk by them. And after the meeting, simply process your notes like you would e an email. Look at it, decide what list it might need to go on. If it's something that's gonna take a while, put it on your next list. If it's something you could do right away, go ahead and do it. Um, so if you're taking notes during your meetings and noting the things that you have to do, then you can just put that right into your flow of your processing uh, that you're already doing on your daily routine. All right, number five, this is a really big one too. This is your task list. So a lot of us have a gigantic task list and this was actually my debut podcast. I talked about how horrible pod our task lists are as like we end up serving them instead of them serving us. So we have a gigantic task list that we say we just need to get to it all. Or even I think sometimes like I used one system where I was like, get three big things done a day and for like the three goals of your week or whatever. And it's helpful to think that way and, and kind of think about your goals and make sure you're getting traction and all that stuff. But I never could get three big things done a day. Like it just, as even with a work ethic, a strong work ethic or whatever, it was just like, I never got to the end of it and never felt done. That's why I say to do one main thing and then um, you can use the rest of your time to reward yourself or to get more done, whatever. But instead of using a task list, that's just this huge thing that you're saying, oh, I'm gonna get to all of that. Kind of like a micro commitment to get to each one of those. Um, commit to like one main thing and things on your task list shouldn't be tiny little things, small things. This is another place that I recommend going differing from getting things done by David Allen um, there he said to put anything that'll take any task that'll take you less than more than two minutes put it on your task list but then your task list gets really big so I recommend doing anything that's going to take 15 minutes or more and any task less than 15 minutes or less than 15 minutes when you're processing to like if you get an email and it's like oh I need to research this thing 
If it's going to take you less than 15 minutes to research that, then just do it. If it's going to take you more than 15 minutes, then put it on your task list. So um, instead of you know getting after a giant task list and just saying you got to get through it all, get one main thing done on your task list. Uh, whatever, and I talk about this in previous podcasts too. But um, that way it keeps your task list small and you feel done and accomplished after the one, one main thing. Um, so again, under the hood of the power routine, getting through your power routine every day, you, um, it will help you to feel done with that one main task. It'll help you get motivated and make a commitment to yourself. You're going to do that one thing, but then you actually get through it. And so you can feel that done and uh, you're not stressing out over a ton of other tasks that you told yourself that you should do when really you don't have to. Number six is ideas. Um, so this is the last one, and but this is important. So at least for me, I'm an idea guy. I feel like I always have ideas, um, especially, you know, certain certain times of the day or, you know, on a weekend or something or on a walk, whatever. I'll have a lot of ideas and I feel like they're good ideas, so I don't want to lose them. And it stresses me out to think I'll just remember that again, a micro commitment. Like don't tell yourself you'll just remember things that come to you. It's important to take down and write notes. Um, I listened to, I, w- I went to like uh, a business group and they just talked about note taking that they have like, bedside, they have notes beside their bed that they can just take notes anytime or on a walk, they'll always have a way to take notes. And I've agreed with that. I've, I've followed that for a good six months or so. And I've just, even last night, um, I just had this idea or this picture as I was going to sleep. And so I just wrote it down because it was right next to me. I already had a little notepad there and I wrote it down. So ideas I do think are important to uh, write down and sometimes they can really help you later on if you have good notes. I recommend searching and looking up the PARA method for note taking and basically it's a way to um, to categorize your notes into four main areas so that when you're taking a note you don't just throw it into like the abyss of notes but you put it in a folder that relates to that idea. So like Timesmith if I have any ideas with Timesmith in general, I'll quickly just make sure to be on the Timesmith part of my notes app on my phone and I'll write down the idea there. Um, that way when I'm looking through Timesmith, I know where those notes and ideas are. All right, so there you have it. Um, the six main places we make those micro commitments and you can see how if you're, if you're kind of telling yourself you'll do this thing and that thing in email, same with chat, maybe you're marking it as unread, maybe not, but even then you still have tons of stuff you're not getting back to, conversations about what you should do when, meetings, you're forgetting exactly all the action items you have or things you should do from the meeting, task lists, you're telling yourself you should get to just all of it, uh, and then you have these ideas coming up, you can see how that can cause, literally just those six things combined can just cause complete overwhelm in your day, day day in and day out. And if you follow the guidelines that I put here, then I really think that you can um, save yourself that unnecessary stress. Uh, some stress is is okay to feel and, um, you know, depending on what, what the thing is you're being stressed about, 
but a lot of stress is unnecessary and stress is there. I think for us to remind us to think with a little bit of common sense and just say, what can I do to get away from this stress? Stress is not just how it is. Stress is uh, something that you should lean into and see why it's ca being caused and correct it if you can so that you can live clear, productive, and uh, with a sense of accomplishment each and every day. Um, all right, that's what I have for us today. Don't forget to download my free guide. Uh, two pages, it's guaranteed for free, I guess. So I guess you'll get your money back either way um, to get you two hours back every single day. So download that and it walks you through exactly what I talked about here, um, sets your day up for success. So that is at timesmith.work forward slash guide. And I will see you back here next week. Thanks.